Thank you for downloading this sermon from Christ the Word Church. If you would like more information on how Christ the Word is reaching, raising, and teaching generations in Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan, please visit us online at ChristTheWord.com. I want to talk just a few minutes, um, and I want to talk especially to those of you who may not know me. Um, And then I'd also like to talk to those of you who may know me but may not know me very well. Um, And uh, God is good. God is good all the time. Praise the Lord. When when this happened, uh, when I found out about uh, this happening, um, the first thing I said was praise the Lord. Uh, And I said praise the Lord without really knowing what had happened. And uh, since then, um, God has given me such joy that um, a number of people, including those in the hospital, and, and friends here have been surprised at how happy I am. And so I, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And I wanted to tell you a secret. I'm as surprised as you are, uh, really. Uh, and I've told a number of you this, that my happiness is not contrived. It's not a work. It's not, oh, I better be happy. You know, that'll please God. I'd like to please God. But that's not what this is. (laughs) This is God pleasing me. So praise the Lord. Um, Debbie is, I have a number of verses that I'd like to just have her read, and then I'd like to just talk about them just very briefly. So I think there's three verses to begin with. Okay, three passages. I'm sorry? Three, yep. Three, three yeah. Okay. Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 2. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old gained approval. Romans 10, 8 through 17. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith, which we are preaching, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent? 
Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. However, they did not all heed the good news, for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. Matthew 17, verse 20. And Jesus said to the disciples, Because of the littleness of your faith, for I truly say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. So during the last four um, four months, I've been uh, I've been bored. <laughs> uh, I can't read, and I'm a reader, and so I've done a lot of thinking. Uh, God has blessed me with the ability to to think through things that I I should have thought of before. I probably have thought of them, but I haven't thought of them this way. Most of you have probably thought of them the way I'm going to explain, and if so, praise the Lord, tell others. Um, if you haven't, I challenge you. Uh, I think I've been thinking about faith all wrong. Not that I don't know what faith is. I know that faith is from God. I know that faith comes by hearing the Word of God, but as Debbie just read, not all have faith. And then as she further read, you know, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can, you can do great things. God will answer great things. And so, so the question is, well, if faith is grain of mustard seed, doesn't that imply that some have more faith than a mustard seed? Because he's saying, even if, how much faith do you have? Not as a work, not, well, I have faith, that means God's going to reward me. No. God has already rewarded us. The question is, do we believe it? Or is our belief in what God has already done tiny? And if it's tiny, how does it get big? How do we grow our faith? And I can tell you that four months ago, God grew my faith. Okay, so how, how does this work? Well, if, if you were listening carefully, and I wasn't for much of my life, if you were listening carefully, um, we aren't all with it. We're, do, you, do you think that life is just, well, it's life and we 
love Jesus isn't that great? I don't think so. I think there are two kinds of life. I think there's born-again life, and there's not born-again life. There's probably people here this morning that are not born again. Turn to the Lord. We just, we just heard, not all, not all. This is an amazing thing. The fact that life is, the fact that I'm alive at all, is a miracle. But there's another miracle, and that is that not only am I alive, but then Jesus made me alive again. And this alive again is qualitatively different than the first life. The first life doesn't recognize Jesus. The second life does. The first life is not going to heaven to be with Jesus. The second life is. And what I've been experiencing, it's the second life. It's the realization that I'm just not like other people who are simply born but are not born again. Would you? John 3, verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And? John 6, 28 and 29. Therefore they said to him, What shall we do so that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Matthew 18, excuse me, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I'll say, so did you get that, that second thing? As you go, make disciples of all nations. Now, how can we make disciples of all nations if they can't see the kingdom? Because he said, and you, you cannot see the kingdom unless you're born again. Well, that means you've got to be born again before you're made a disciple. What? Isn't that what it means? What it means is there's a bunch of people out there that are born again that have not been made disciples. 
Now, see, I, as I was thinking through this, you know, I'm going, there's so many things wrong. You know, the church is such a mess. You know, the world is such a mess. And Jesus says, you know, all authority has been given me on heaven and earth. I'm going to straighten out the world. No. All authority has been given me on heaven and earth. Go and make disciples. Because I've already put the ability to see in them. They're already born again. But they need to be made disciples. And by being made disciples, what? All authority has been given me on heaven and earth. Go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey all that I command you. Lo, I'm with you. So what's our task? What does God want us to do? Make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It literally, the text literally means baptize them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them all that I command you. And lo, I'm with you even to the end. So then the question, and I'll finish quickly. I know I've taken too much time here, but I, so what are we teaching? Teaching all that I command you. So the issue is not saving the world. The issue is making disciples and teaching them and baptizing them, identifying them with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so what, what, what are we to teach? Do you want the next one? Yeah. John 13, 34, and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Do you understand that? You want to make disciples? Love the brethren. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. Right? That's the first step in making a disciple. Right? Let's love each other. Love disciples. And if you're not a disciple, Maybe someone needs to love you. Right. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now this is, this is where I started. You know, where does the joy? I honestly have joy. Where, where does it come from? It comes from the Lord. And yet he commands us. He commands us to praise the Lord. Now, I've been watching, and you, you understand, this is, um, I've spent a lot of my life watching so I could correct things, you know, in the church. This watching is more a marvel at God and what he's been doing. But I, I have noticed that, that not everyone is praising the Lord and not everyone is praising the Lord the same way. Most of what I've seen, and again, I'm, this is not a criticism. As a matter of fact, this is me. Right? Most of what I've seen is praising the Lord when good things happen. You know, uh, praying for a job. Praise the Lord. Praying for a girl. Praise the Lord. And we should praise the Lord. But does that mean that when we receive things that we're not interested in, that somehow we shouldn't be praising the Lord? Does this mean that I think that it's better that I haven't turned 76, 77? Does this mean that it's better if I didn't have this condition? Does this mean that I shouldn't be going to heaven? Can't I praise the Lord in all things because Jesus is praiseworthy in all things on my behalf? There was a, a man I've quoted many times who, who said we're on the suburbs of blasphemy when we pray for so little and expect so little from a great God. I think what I've learned is we're on the suburbs of blasphemy when we praise God for so little and are so that our happiness is so dependent upon our own feelings. And the main thing I'm saying about this is, you know, close with this. We're born again. This is a new deal. 
It's a new thing. And it's attendant with qualities that are supernatural, like being able to see God, being able to hear God, being able to pray with God, being able to see other things, do other things, be other things, great things. If we have cancer, I have the ability of great things that others who don't know Jesus are impoverished by. Praise the Lord. He is good. I know many of you have been saying that you're praying for, for us. Thank you. I know some of you have said you're praying for a miracle. Thank you. I, I, I'd like that, you know. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be really great. But if it's not, if that's not God's will, don't think that it's not really great. And I think in this world that has become so cynical, so lacking in faith, that God has been diminished in who he is and what he is doing and has done and will do, that I think we're on the suburbs of blasphemy again, that we can't praise the Lord in all things. And so brothers and sisters, I, my first statement is, if, if you don't know the Lord, talk to someone. Talk to me. We're to make disciples. I pray that today might be the day that you are made a disciple because God has already made it possible for you to see the kingdom. And secondly, let's praise the Lord and make disciples. Let's love one another. I think that's a short route to making disciples. But not stop there, but talk to them about the Lord. And, and realize that by being born again, that's, that's something. That's a, a miracle. It's a gift. It's something that has attributes that go with it that most of us know nothing about. And that means that we're impoverished. You know, if I can speak to the kids, I, you know, there's a certain age where you think that mom and dad aren't that smart. Well, you want to be smart, be born again, right? Um, 
the Lord is so good. We are so blessed in this church with the faithfulness of preaching and teaching. Don't be afraid of the future. You know, we've had a number of people that have been, been sicker than I am, that have experienced things that maybe you fear. Don't fear. If you're born again, you can be as happy as I am. And it's, it's a blessing. It's, I, I can't understand it. My, my scientific brain says I shouldn't be feeling this way. But almost immediately, those of you who, who know me, David and, and others, know it. Bam, it just came on me. I just, the joy of the Lord is, has in fact been my strength. Okay, I've talked way too long. Thank you so much. I love you. I know, I, I wish I could um, get to know more of you. I know that there's uh, many that I don't know, but God is good. This church is great. David is amazing. And uh, I love you. Close us in prayer, would you? And as the musicians come forward, would you close us in prayer, Bob? I will. Thank you. Father, thank you for your love for us. Uh, thank you for the joy of being born again. Thank you for the future, and not only the future, but the present that you put in us. Lord, uh, we pray that... Uh, I pray that my brothers and sisters would not just have faith as a grain of mustard seed, but that our faith would grow because Jesus deserves our, the great faith um, because he is a great God. Lord, uh, we pray that you might help our church to make disciples and to uh, help the disciples to grow um, uh, as uh, Jesus has commanded. We ask that Jesus would be glorified. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.